Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you um, basically pre-recorded from a few weeks ago from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie, and Brian is somewhere. I think he's editing the video, actually, for this episode uh, for all of you to watch in real time when it drops. Obviously, you noticed that we did not stream last Thursday, and that was a little bit of a recharge day for both of us, uh, just to get caught up with work and such, but also it was one of the first, like, super, super nice days um, in Chicago, so we also decided to kind of take advantage of that and go out, have a good recharge off, but don't worry, we will be back on Thursday, I'm pretty sure, unless we get 100x tickets, but it's not looking great for us, looking pretty slim, actually. Um, I couldn't make a Gex reference, but just make it in your hearts and your souls. We do have this look back of two 10-year anniversaries of pretty iconic albums that we all know and love. But before we jump on into that, just make sure to uh, click that little subscribe button on YouTube and on Spotify and on Apple Music or wherever you listen to your podcast so you do not miss a episode that we drop. And also make sure you give us a little bit of a follow over there on Instagram at Emo Social Club and on our TikTok and our Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. Yes, we're still on Twitter until the Tesla guy just takes it all away. Okay, we're, we're gonna write it out to the very end. What you can also do if you do have Apple Music, uh, you can definitely go and drop us a nice comment and a five-star rating too. On Spotify, we do have five-star ratings and it says 22 of you have rated us there and that's really awesome. We really appreciate that. So keep it on up. And also another reminder, you can tell all of your friends that you're listening to the number one best music podcast that came in third place for the Chicago Reader Best of 2022 magazine. So that's still a flex. Tell people that. They're going to be impressed and concerned and worried, but it'll all come over fine. Other than that, don't have too much to report to y'all, but I'm not going to keep you guys waiting any longer. Here is our episode analyzing Bring Me the Horizon and Paramore's 10-year anniversary albums. Folks. Oh, no. <laughs> children, listen up. I'm going to tell you a little tale of 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, there are a couple of 10-year anniversaries that happened recently. Uh, one of the bigger ones, I think, for our community. Well, there's two big ones for our community. This is probably one of the bigger ones of the 10 years of the self-titled Paramore record. Um, if you don't know us, this we, we recently just did a tier list oh, of no. all of the Paramore uh, uh, albums. I don't know if it was good or bad, but it happened. Uh, it's, um, the general consensus was rancid vibes. So yeah. take that as you will. We are a disagreeable duo here. <laughs> we uh, do love this record, but uh, for me, it's mostly because of my love for Paramore maybe more than my love for this specific record. Um, but it's here, 10 years of it. Uh, we see here their tweet where they wrote some some words about it. Haley blessed us with some comments on uh, on the story of it. So um, this is the, the new album cover. You'll notice uh, it's not the Jeremy Davis cover. Yeah, no. I mean, like, listen, if you release a really bad 
rap track or rap music. People will forget about you're you. You're out. You're done. <laughs> I realize I'm not sharing the screen with you, so I'll do that real quick. Okay. My bad. Lizzie can't see what I'm talking about. Now Lizzie can see what I'm talking about. In my about. brain, I know. You know the cover. Um, so she wrote some nice words about it. Uh, Ten years ago, we put out a record that took a lot of guts and self-determination to make. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it, and I realize that I'm reading it in a voice. Oh, Leah, no worries. I saw your message. Um, yeah, all good. And and obviously, yeah, thank you for, yeah, for hanging Yeah, thank you for us. hanging with us. Yeah. Have fun your dinner reservation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to read this in a voice that doesn't sound like I'm reading it, like, sarcastically. And it's it's real, and I believe Haley, and I love Haley. So, Haley, I know, I know you're being authentic. I'm not reading it in any specific way otherwise. Now I'm going to read it in my normal voice and we'll see if that tracks. I was about tracks. to say, I think you're overthinking it, Bestie. I got to be careful, you know? What if Haley sees this and Haley's like, What do you guy. mean you get canceled? And then that, he's, she's going to be like, oh, wow, let me see where that guy put me in his tier list and then be like, hmm, hmm. So, he's gonna, well, she's going to look at, she would look at where we both put it. She'd be like, what the you fuck? You put it higher this? than me, though. <laughs> so she's like, well, that Lizzie knows what's going on. That other guy. The Ooh. guy, you know what, men? Oh, sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, but I'm right. Mainly because after wow. losing two members of the band, there was so much discourse around whether or not the band could make anything worthwhile, let alone stay together. The story of Paramore has been rife with reality show style drama. Well, until the last six or seven years. It's really great to be able to look back from where we are now, knowing the story didn't end when some said it would. Uh, if all of that led to our self-titled album hadn't happened, we'd be the most boring band of all time. <laughs> if we hadn't been forced out of our trauma-bonded comfort zones, we would have never known what we might be capable of. So, I mean, obviously we know at the time that this is after two of the members left, one of them being current drummer uh, Zach Farrow, right? Yeah, Josh. Yeah, it was the brothers that left. Yeah, the brothers left and uh, Zach Farrow came back. Josh and then they, yeah, they amended. Josh was, is back. a homophobe. Yes. He can stay away forever. Yes, yes. The good Pharaoh came back. The and negative. The negative Pharaoh is. So sorry that they are, regardless, related. Fine, so. fine, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this was the record that they came back after, and I always thought it was really interesting that this record was their like we were going to break up, but we didn't. But there's a song on Brand New Eyes where their lyrics are, I can't believe we almost hung it up. And I'm like, wait, but you you would do that twice? Like, every record is like your last record. And it did kind of feel like that at the time. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad they stayed. Glad I think, like, all it. the music they put out, like, they're, like, it's it's said time and time again by just, like, every, like, almost everybody, not even, like, critical reviewers, like, music reviewers, is that Paramore just knows how to level up, and I think we think that it's, like, a strategic, like, just well-known thing that that's what they do, and it's organic and natural to them, but I feel like this kind of says, like, hey, it really wasn't. We were actually, like, oh, shit, like, what are we supposed to do next? And they've kind of, like, broken out of that and been able to make stuff that is more long-lasting, compared to like other things that we've seen from bands who have put, been together for so long where you're like 
Yeah, I mean, there's stuff there's like we can argue that maybe Paramore has like, did this age the best? Like, if we look at Ms. Biz, obviously that's been a whole discourse over that for way too long. But they've made stuff that's longer lasting that I feel like you can say looking back like this is like, you know, in um like 40 years or something, you say this is like a classic album. This is like a classic rock album by that definition. Uh. <laughs> It always hurts to hear classic rock as though it's just like if it was released more than 30 years ago with classic rock. Always weird, but like it's OK. We can call it vintage. We can soften the blow for you. I mean, no, it doesn't soften it. It's still the same doesn't? thing. I mean, it's OK. Like, I think what was funny was uh, yesterday I was talking with my my news director, my producer in a meeting. And I was like, yeah, I for, we brought up dad rock. And then I was like, yeah, like divorce dad rock. They're like, Divorce Dad Rock. They're like, Everclear? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's regular Dad Rock now. Divorce Dad Rock is like, hey, I hate everything. It's like Three Days Grace. Oh, three Days Grace. <laughs> three Days A Grace and Nickelback. And they're like, why are you defining things this, like, just like, like this? And I'm like, um, I didn't decide that. Society <laughs> decided that Society decided me. that Three Days Grace was the anthem of Divorce Dads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, don't you ever just be a divorced nope, dad and I listen sure to don't. pain? I sure don't. <laughs> dude, dude, no. Uh, I do not listen to Three Days Grace in any I think format. I think you're really missing out. Maybe. I guess I'll never know, and that's okay. <laughs> um, if you have a point, I guess. <laughs> I... Uh, I imagine, uh, sorry, this is, we get into tangents on this and it's fine. Um, I imagine the exact type of person who goes from listening to I hate everything about you and singing that at the top of their lungs to singing animal I have become at the top of their long, lungs. And I go, yeah, that's a direct correlation. There is a, a single uh, pipeline that leads you from. I hate everything and I'm an animal. It's like, okay. But listen, have you not done that? I feel like you need to experience life. No, no, no. That's, that's I think called you need Pandora. experience life a little bit more. It's listening to Pandora. You get trapped and then you get those two songs right in a row. No, I mean, like, you just listen to them because they're on the same album. Bridges, get Bridges out of here. you've burned. Three Aziers has no, the best bridges. Get them out of they here. would know. They no. would know. This is this is our they bassist. Know. This is the bassist in. in the cover band and Cute. i told him that i hate bridges and songs and he said what because his last and brian name hates long songs and i looked him dead in and the eye and i long said songs. i'm right there's no need you don't need bridges anymore and that has made him burning those bridges because you're burning bridges for everybody how dare you but you know who didn't burn all their bridges don't transition Paramore. don't transition don't <laughs> just stay with it stay in the moment <laughs> Bridges are the best part sometimes is a lie and you know it. Think of any bridges that you would keep and not get rid of. And if you're going to say taking back Sunday, half of their outros are their like B part or their like C part. And it just takes you out of the song, but they'd never return to the chorus. Bad and that's Ryan. why it's great. I don't give a shit. I'm right. Wow. Very, very man of you. <laughs> no, it's very correct of me. Hmm. I've spent time I am I am the Iron Man 
of my okay. good takes. I spent I time in a cave a good... fashioning You want to be building. a war criminal? You haven't your seen takes? a Marvel. You don't know what you're talking about. No, because are... I, I like to have good cinema. In see, my life. see, Lizzie is like, I will not know anything, but I will say everything. I know. I have lived. I've spent time in a cave fashioning my takes, <laughs> building a suit of armor of my good thoughts and ideas. And I will. Uh, walk out of that cave wearing it and and I will I will go to I will go to war with it I didn't really have a follow-up to that I thought you were gonna interrupt me so I, I don't know I just want to name you one song to me no! <laughs> kind of did kind of did I can't believe oh Brian oh, Brian's like an alpha male here yikes oh you like bridges name one bridge <laughs> the alphification of Brian you again does have that last song, Everything Must Go. Yep. I'm thinking like, um, uh, sorry, now we're on fucking bridges all of a sudden. This is our, our content. You took it and ran. I tried to transition. Well, bridges said, no, came no in. He's like, I got to give you bridges. Uh, um, uh, fuck, now I can't remember the name of the song. The Good. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Decade Under the Influence. Decade Under the Influence <laughs> doesn't have a bridge. It has a verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then a very long outro that takes you to the end of the song. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. That is one thing that Taking Back Sunday does very well is writing a song that just like doesn't need to return to the chorus a third time. But it brings you out in this like other part that you're like absolutely going to scream at the top of your lungs. Ah, good on Taking Back Sunday. Great job. So Paramore. <laughs> wow. What a uh, non-seamless transition. I don't care. We doesn't. I'm. The edit's not going to have any. I'm editing all of this out. I've edited I out most really. of my thoughts. <laughs> I I keep your thoughts in. Good. I can't believe yeah. we have the Mandela effect of our yeah. No, I delete variety all my of episodes. Uh, I I they thank the producers. They thank all the people who worked on it behind the scenes. And then at the end, Taylor and I wrote these songs, having no idea if people would accept a reformed, more liberated version of Paramore. Our fans not only accepted but championed our rebirth. Thank you for allowing us the room for creative risk and for keeping the story going. And my immediate thought was, and none for Jeremy Davis. Goodbye. <laughs> Literally. Honestly, thank God. I get it. I, I, you know, it is fine. Uh, a lot of these records that are turning 10, you know, members are going to like, how are we supposed to feel about brand new eyes after it's 10 years with members of the band leaving after that record and not having the best sense of like how it was created. So, you know, there's going to be that kind of, the members of the band may not be all the same and they may not have all the same feelings about each other. Um, the music still exists and, and stands on its own as the people who created it at the time. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that the Paramore self-titled record is fine. It's definitely long and there's a lot of good songs on it. More. Lizzie, Brian. <laughs> I've spent the last 10 years thinking the exact same thing about this record. You know what else I've spent the last 10 years thinking is a really good record? Bring Me the Horizon, Sempaternal wow. is also celebrating finally, 10 years. Brian finally did a transition. I did. This is the fucking record, though. This is the fucking record, though. I will say, I don't think I've, I've never listened to this album in full. It's so good. And this was like I, 
I've never, I never gotten to bring me when I was younger in high school when a lot of my friends did. And because I just never, I always told people, I'm like, oh, I like Screamo, but I like it peppered in. But I don't like the full, like the full way through. But I like when they came out with postmodern human survival, I was like, this fucking bangs. Yes. They really were that band who's like, we are deathcore, we are heavy, we are angry, we are uh, loud. Uh, we we are this is Sam Paturtle. But then they like decided, nah, never mind, I'm gonna sing. And then everything was was absolutely different. Like this album to me really changed the landscape of like heavy music and emo coming together because it was like the singing and breakdowns and, and that, but it had pop hooks and it really caught on with a lot more people who weren't really in that scene. And even if it took you all the way uh, uh, till, till these newer records, like it still is uh, where they started to do all this. Uh, no one understood the song Shadow Moses. I did. You know, you want to know the best way to get me Brian, to Brian who knows everything about Metal Gear. Do you want do you want to know the easiest way to get me to sing the praises about your band for the rest of time? It will be making anything Metal Gear Solid related. I will be yours. I will I will I will I will sing the praises on the street corners. I will I will rise oh. to the tallest mountaintop and I will I will scream your name. I will plant your flag. Yeah, I fucking yeah absolutely fucking love uh uh metal gear Solid. literally just went all in here anyway they didn't write any nice words they did post a few fan videos for some reason i'm like i don't really know but also like that's nice of them i guess so at this time they were still pretty small like comparatively to what we think of them now uh i saw them headlining the epitaph tour off the previous record, which was at House of Blues here, I think. And not a huge, not a huge venue. But they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably just never be the band that like headlines stadium tours. Like we'll probably always be this kind of like heavy band that doesn't really get a lot of attention. So that was a lie. <laughs> so guys, turns out. <laughs> yeah. But like to see them like playing like these small little like things and they're like, yeah, I was really excited about this. This is just a cute photo. Of Tumblr core. A couple of dudes being guys. Um, just a couple of homies. But now obviously they're playing like these huge venues off these of. These huge festivals. Yeah. Touring with Fall Out Boy. Touring with Fall Out Boy, yeah. But not coming to any close states to us. It's Team Bring Me the Horizon a few times at this point, so I'm not the most upset. But obviously, I will see Bring Me the Horizon any fucking time because, yeah, this record was absolutely game changing. Uh, I love that people are probably more aware of it now because Can You Feel My Heart was just such a an absolute COVID uh, TikTok, TikTok banger. banger. Uh, God, it goes so fucking hard. God, that song I think goes it's so crazy that like that song blew up on TikTok. And then Jairus Johnson ended up remixing it. And then he blew up as this huge yep like produce and i think that's so crazy how like yep. that domino effect worked and like we still see that working now i think it's i think that's that's really cool and interesting coldplay did steal the semp eternal album cover that Wait, is accurate. really oh yeah uh let me look this up real quick but yeah mr coldplay x did. gwyneth paltrow how dare you mr x goop coldplay somebody um they did an interview with chris martin and they asked them and it was like an older interview they're like oh like what do you eat 
like for food every day and it was literally almost the same thing as Gwyneth Paltrow and someone on TikTok who was not aware that they used to be married was like hey I have the perfect match for you and then they got absolutely dogged on be like you didn't know (laughs) (laughs) yep oh yeah that's yeah this is also like a very uh good British coded argument to be having and I like that British coded very British coded uh, <laughs> yeah no this 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 record just absolutely rules uh, uh i remember like playing a song recently uh, yeah at one of the emo nights like last year it's like i think i celebrated i think i celebrated nine years i'm like i don't care i'm gonna celebrate 11 yeah, years i'm gonna celebrate 12 years and be like <laughs> shapes cannot be copyrighted now but if you're a british band and you're copying another large British band's, like, generally, like, the album cover. Uh, also, Bring Me the Horizon has used this in a lot of their stuff, so it is, like, fairly highly associated with Bring Me the Horizon. But I feel like at the same time, if you saw this pattern, and you saw someone, like, with a tattoo of it, or okay, for example? Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, I love Coldplay, too. You're going to be like, oh, I like i mean now you could probably bring that now you can have a double but it it is like way less of an instance i don't think coldplay fans do that i could be wrong um i don't think they do it's very it's very dead core you know wow you go up to someone you're like i think you (laughs) is the is the dad who listens to coldplay divorced or not Ooh, no, I feel like they're separated they're going through some wow wow it's complicated it's (laughs) complicated Your status on Facebook is complicated. Yeah, Count Your Blessings just didn't hit me in the right way. Like, the old deathcore shit just was like, okay, this is just the same. Like, I worked at Hot Topic at the time, and there were all these fucking, like, deathcore bands that were, like, being promoted through Hot Topic. And I was like, I don't care. Like, it just all sounds like, like, it just sounds like you put a CD in like a, a, a metal grinder and now it's just like knocking around. It's like, that's the music to me. But then when they did uh suicide season, I was like, I'm in, I'm good. You got me. You figured it out. Now I'm, in. now I'm a hundred percent in. Uh, yeah. Bring me the horizon. Still one of my favorite bands after that. Oh, architects just ripped them off entirely straight up. <laughs> I will, I will, I will say that, that it's like architects is we have bring me the horizon at home. They're not bad, but they are definitely the, that we have that at home of <laughs> at least be from another country you know we don't need i, two I don't know UK if they based. have control of that well they didn't have to sound exactly like bring me the horizon that's all i'm saying architects could have not sounded like them but then like if you have like a band out of the u.s and it's like hey we want to bring me the horizon it's like no problem we're american we'll have different sound to it you know i guess Granted, I will say Architects came out with their new music and then um, A Day to Remember dropped Miracle and then everyone was like, are they just copying Architects? We know that there is a push in uh, in rock music. There's a push in a lot of these like uh, major labels and radio stations to push for more heavy music, but like active melodic rock. heavy music, active rock that's I'm what gonna, it's called. I understand that. I think it's stupid, and I will not play your games. I will not play the That's game. That's how the radio. radio works, baby. Nope. Radio works because I have Spotify, but radio doesn't work <laughs> for me. 
I'll listen to my little AI DJ tell me what the why music are, is. Why called. are you killing my industry? I didn't kill your industry. What are you, you going to be mad at Ubers now? All right. All right. We see. We see. Mm-hmm, Look at mm-hmm. capitalist landlord Lizzie over here. Look at what? her. Look at her. <laughs> oh, dare you. You're destroying an industry. Ah! Lizzie yells at Cloud. <laughs> oh, my God. That's you. Oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. Sky eats airplane. I heard a Sky. Well, like, I was at the butt end of my space. Brian would know more of those. I have his old Drop Dead Gorgeous shirt, though. Yeah, I get I, my, my my when I worked at Hot Topic uh, T-shirt. Uh, I will say um, our friend uh, Allie 251, she's moving and she was like, oh, hey, I have some of these things I don't want anymore. Could you like see if anyone wants them? I'm like, sure. She's like, by the way, I'm selling some glamour kills stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, I I want that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> uh Sky's Airplane, I really liked their self-titled record. And I listened to that one a lot at the time. Long Walks on Short Bridges was a banger. Yeah, that record's really good. It's reminded me of that. I'm gonna listen to that sometime soon because that, <laughs> that record rules. Um Yeah. Yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous I found on the Underworld soundtrack. No, it was like a zombie with like red stripes on it. I, I yeah. might have actually... No, I bought that at Hot Topic. I think I wanted to buy one of their shirts at Warped Tour and they didn't have my size. Rip. Yeah, yeah. I'm still mad about it and that's why they broke up. Damn, it was all Brian's fault. I can't believe. Yep. Should have hung out, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I have a podcast now. Oh I, I told you about it in 2008 warp <laughs> you're like yeah it's gonna be me and this like weird fucking chick i don't know who she is yeah and she's gonna be like hey man can i get that shirt <laughs> here you go me coming up to any of my homies who <laughs> were old enough to go to early warp tour and have these bands hey can i have your old banties you're not gonna wear them i'm gonna wear them just some good old-fashioned straight chaos, which is what happens usually whenever Brian and I are in a room together or just talking um, about anything that we really like, we really enjoy, or anything we really dislike, too. So hopefully you enjoyed that, and we have been trying to do a lot more of that before and after our interviews on our Twitch channel, EmoSocialClub.tv. So definitely uh, take a look on over there on Thursdays so you don't miss it. And also a reminder so you don't miss an update, make sure to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to us to, and make sure to give us a quick follow on our socials as well. Until next time, I'm Lizzie, and Brian is, again, probably editing something or having an existential life crisis, and that's fine. That's good. We'll see you later. Bye.